Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Welcome back to a fresh episode of Missing Curfew Up Dog, my man. Big fella, how are we? How are we doing? Where you been? Where, where's the up dog? Oh, I had a little trip to the mountains for the weekend. That was the, that was the uh, title of last week's rundown, Maxi. That was clever. Where's the up dog? Where's the up dog? Could be a new t shirt. Could be a new t shirt. Could be a new one, yeah. Where's the up dog? Where the fuck is this guy? So, how was Aspen? Uh, it was good. It was good. It was uh, sunny skies. Went wow. in with the family on uh, shout out to to Air Washington. Um, got a ride up. <laughs> so it was right nice. Up. We had the kids, the dog. Um, so we got in. We had nice lunch. Got dead traveling circus. Set up you got shop. <laughs> um, went to the grocery store. Dialed the house in. Um, you know, and then we had a nice nice evening. Friday night, Saturday night, a couple nice dinners. Did bowling with the kids the one night. Bowling, by the way, at Snowmass, great. Bowling. Yeah, we had some some heated matches. Me, uh, K Wash, and Ryan Walt. And then we had all the kids and stuff. Izzy was loving it. She bumper bowling for the kids or what? Yeah, they had the bumper bowling. Yeah. Remember that when you were a kid? Uh, what with the five pin bumper Just bowling? Just cheating, eh? It's like <laughs> shooting fish in a barrel. So you got you got good travel? Because you know uh, I feel about Aspen in my travel. Now. Yeah, well, buddy. So I had to yesterday morning, I woke up. My flight was at like, uh, it was at maybe one o'clock, one thirty, connecting through Denver and immediate like 9 a.m. Uh, flight canceled like shit i looked at the weather it's coming in right so i immediately went to united app and i checked out what flights were there was a flight at 10 10 it was like nine o'clock 10 10 uh through direct to lax i said fuck it i gotta go so boom i jumped on <laughs> that it was the only flight i think they got out yesterday afternoon see fuck so but i i managed to you know kiss the kids goodbye um and then i was direct to the airport landed at you know, eleven thirty. Just brought a carry on, or what? Are you, or yeah, you just were, carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. toothbrush and some deodorant. I keep all that there. Is it very lucky when you have the place to, you know, keep the snow gear? When you're rich, well, fuck. it's fucking lucky when you're rich, eh? When you're rich, mm. fucking life's a lot easier. You can have two bathrooms, two closets. You don't have to bring <laughs> a toilet bag. You yeah. don't have to bring a toilet bag. It's a fantastic thing. I mean, when you're going from Newport to Aspen, yeah, it's nice to have that extra house. You know what I mean? <laughs> everything's I, everything's just in my car. Nice to have that extra house, you know, in the mountains and the one by the uh, beach. It's nice to have. Isn't oh, it? God, it's nice. <laughs> We're working hard here. Gotta work, gotta work hard. Um, maybe you should start doing like a social media of like your travels, right? Like, hey, just I'm here checking in. I'm yeah. in Aspen. Totally. Yeah. Hey, I'm dog here. I'm in St. Bart's. Fuck, what's going on, boys? Got any questions to ask me? Five questions. Uh, uh, how many cocktails do I have in St. Bart's? Lots. You know, uh, what am I doing? I, I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's a uh, social media guys, a TikTok guy. Is that something that might? I'm saying, can we benefit from the updog going around the fucking world here, Mister yeah. Curfew? Can yeah. we benefit from a Bing? 
I think so. What yeah. What do you guys think? That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Social media is all about, right? Showing yeah, off. I don't know at. how lit up I can be though talking on my. <laughs> Big time lit up. You know? As lit up as you want to be. Okay. Well, you tweet when you're drunk, so why can't you? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, let it fly. <laughs> let I it just, fly. Yeah, yeah, I won't admit though how many how many I've had. See, the co- the problem is 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 getting you to remember to do the post. It would uh, be the biggest problem. No, right? I, I get it already, and then I t- get in a conversation or something, I forget. No, you and see I something. Back, yeah, yeah, oh, I forgot. And then it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, Big, we might have to like remind Uppy, and I will too, like anytime he goes somewhere, like you're going back to Aspen. Yeah. So maybe you say, hey, back in Aspen, where's the updog? Maybe we could create a little, you know, uh, social media segment around yeah, yeah, updog. Yeah. Where's, like the updog? where's the updog? Where's the updog? I think he does a good job of it. When we go on the road, at least, you know, updog's good about taking the pictures. It's just getting him. From his phone. Into the world of the metaverse. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's like the Seinfeld episode. You don't, you can't hold the reservation. You can take the reservation, but you can't hold the reservation. So we just got to remind him to pump it out there, right? Exactly. Hey, I'm just trying to make you a social. No, media. totally. Listen, I'm trying to make you a social media star. God. See? It's tough. It's a full-time job. So you can pay for these two houses. You can these fuck, I know. Putting these videos together is no, is no joke either. The TikTok guy over there. How are these girls doing it these days? Like, how are they putting the whole videos? They got to have a team. That's all they do, I think. Huh? That's all. They it's do. a full gig, like the the way you make the reels with the tunes and the oh, and the yeah. editing. It's cr- kind of crazy, no? I, it's what's a full Prince gig. Doing like anyway? Can I, doing I mean, this is our TikTok guy here. What, what, what do you? What, what do you? How do you put them together, bud? I mean, I'm on. I'm just on Premiere editing, but I think like those girls. This that's all they do. They spend Premiere every editing. day. Is that an app? It's just a software that we use <laughs> for editing. See, I didn't even know that. We're learning here. How many people at home know that? Do you ever notice what Rick Rowley does with his fucking stupid face on his? Do you see the ones yeah, he where posts? he puts his yeah, he puts like his, face on, his face on, on the, the video. Video. How does he do that? So on the app, there's different templates you can use to, and so like he probably uses like a green screen template and directly on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, directly on the app itself. So he records himself talking while overlaying the like video that he's playing, calling someone a grease baller. <laughs> yeah, he's just a meat. That's, and, and have you seen the the editing stuff where you can actually put your face like the Tom Cruise thing where you put your face on someone else's like face? The deep fake. The deep fake. Yeah, it's crazy. Have you seen this? I have not seen it. No, it's it's actually scary because they can take videos and put your face on it and your voice, and it's like you're the you, that's you. And it's not you. It's not you. Wow. And remember, it was the Tom Cruise that started it off with that guy that. Um, what did he? The Tom Cruise deep fake was was pretty wild when. Which is something you should actually look at. I saw a funny Joe Biden one this weekend, but it's it's so out there that it's clearly fake. But you can see how it can be used. Oh, the the one guy on Instagram who does the Joe Biden is all time. He does the face swap Joe Biden stuff. He's a comedian. Um, Oh my god, is that one good? But but if you go Tom Cruise, I got it right here. It's it's pretty gnarly. This is not him. It's not him. Just like him. No, it's a guy. It's a guy that actually kind of resembles him, but. He used this new, like AI stuff, and and ah, uh, you can kind of tell it's not him. Obes, I'm gonna make you Maverick from Top Gun. Yeah, oh, that'd be something. I just put it on your uh, on your. So this Raya is the, this is the clip you're talking about right here. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> it's it, it's. You can kind of tell it's not him, but fuck, it's pretty. It, it's it's kind of scary yeah, though. It's like yeah. you know. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe we could take a couple, maybe a couple missing could. curfew things, and yeah. you know, make us look really cool. Yeah, Ben, can you can you do that? I got you. I got it's you. like you know, at the Oscars or something. You know, where <laughs> at the nice Oscars, talks. Hey, back at the ESPYS, baby. With all the celebs. back to the ESPYS. Yeah, remember those? You didn't come to the ESPYS with me and Loops, did you? you I've went, been a few. You times. went another time, right? Yeah, with your ex. Yeah. Do you know you can't drink at the ESPYS? 
I think you can drink in the in the halls, but you yeah, can't but bring, you can't bring it in. in with you. No, I know. Like I remember, I was walking in. They're like, uh, "You got to finish that." I'm like, "Whoa, wait, let's wait a second. It's yeah, a three hour show." You know show. you're talking to here. Yeah, like, come on. And then when you got to piss, I'm Irish. Yeah, and then you got to piss a lot. That's probably why they yeah. don't want anyone getting up during the show. <laughs> right. Well, that was a great. That was a great night. So, um, up dog. Always a pleasure having you in the studio, fella. Tiger back at Riv. I mean, wow. Yeah, it was great. The first round was unbelievable. Our boy Lupul. I, I don't know if he was with you. Were you with him Thursday night? I uh, was Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he probably he had a few with him. He was texting me and he's like, he's back. He's back. <laughs> I'm like, well, let's just see how like, let's see how he wakes up tomorrow and see how he feels. Right. But anyways, nonetheless, super impressive ball speed or swing speed. 180. Is that ball speed or swing speed? Uh, ball, speed. ball speed. 180. Yeah. Like 120. He's in the 120s, high 120s, I think, for swing speed. He's hitting it past Rory. Yeah, that he was, was balling it past JT. What'd you think of the tampon uh, handoff? I thought it was fucking really, hilarious. Yeah, like, are we really, t- you know, like does he have to apologize for that? <sighs> what, are you, what are we talking about? It's great for the game. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's like, come on, they're having fun. It's a joke. There's like two guys just fucking. Yeah. And I would say to the media fucking idiots out there that are asking them these questions, like, do we want Tiger to play less? Like, we already, we, we only get him, you know, we're going to get him at that tournament at Riv. Yeah. You know, like you saw when he answered it, he was like. Really, do I have to answer this question? And he, he was sorry. He's like, it was a joke between me and a good friend of mine. Like, who? No, but, who but is, just who like, is he leave really? Tiger alone. Who is he offending? Yeah. Come on. You had we, the greatest player to ever play the game acting like every other guy that's yeah. ever golfed Tanks in his life. Max. Yeah, see? Exactly. I, and we never used to get that out of Tiger. He yeah. was very always like, now he laughs. Now he'll actually talk with his playing opponents. He'll like high five the kid. He, you know, the one kid that had the checklist of things. I think that went viral, right? Um, yeah, heart plant surgery recovery. Meet Tiger Woods. Play Augusta was his thing, and you know Tiger comes by and check marks. Meet Tiger Woods. It's it's cool, but we're seeing awesome. it. We're seeing a new Tiger. That's, and I see this out of Gretz, who just is giving back to the game, giving back to the youth of the game, right? Totally. And I would say to John J Monahan, the commissioner of, because did did you see like if you want to talk about Tiger moving the needle, Tiger is the needle. Like the people that on that first tee, we've, we've been lucky yeah. enough to play rim a few times. Yep. There's not that much room from the first tee to where the door is there. And it was just slammed. You couldn't get more people. Yeah. And then even on the weekend, they were following them. Like if I'm Jay Monahan to these media people, like I'm like, let's just, let's leave Tiger alone. All right. Like yeah. as much as we can get Tiger out let's there. Let's just keep this to golf. All right. Yeah. Like fuck off. <laughs> I bet they seriously no, leave I all the bullshit outside. You know, once you get through the, through the ropes. <laughs> It's golf. Let's talk about how positive the golf, you know, sport is and what we're doing to give back to kids. Like, stop it with that. Yeah. It was a great two weeks for the PGA Tour. And, you know, we're going to get into live, the Live Tour right here because one of our buddies signed there. But, like, the waste management, right into Riviera. Yeah, a lot right? of money given out. A lot of money given out. Yeah, you can thank Live Boys for that. Exactly. Like, fucking the guy who won waste management. Who won waste management? I'm blanking out here. Scotty Scheffler. 3.1 million. Yeah. Highest, week, I think Sheff- highest ever given out at a, at a PGA event yeah, at that time. Exactly. And then what did Brom just make? Two five, two seven, something like something that. Like, two yeah. seven, I think. It's two seven. Crazy, but the whole weekend was great. That course is beautiful. The fans were great. I mean, the energy. I you know I watched it all weekend. So yeah, I was. Watching I was watching it all weekend. I didn't watch a fuck. I'll be honest. I didn't watch a fucking lick of hockey all weekend. Yeah. I was watching Tiger. It yeah. was unbelievable. It was just great to see him. Yeah, yeah ESPN. Yeah, I'll give them credit for this rather than what they did at the stadium series, and we'll talk about that. Um, I thought it was great that you could watch Tiger the whole way through, right? Isn't that great? Like, that's all we want to watch. Yeah. Those morning rounds. Feature like, group Yeah, pairings. no one wants to watch anyone in the morning. But, of course, 
You know, I just don't want to wait for Jim Nance to come on at, you know, at two o'clock. I want to watch Tigers tee off in the morning if he's you know, one of the early. I'll tell you who I don't want to fucking watch is Patrick Cantley. Yeah, right? I'd rather watch the fucking Tiger. Patrick Cantley, you are such a nerd. Yeah. It's so bad watching you play. He looks terrible on TV. His body language, his style. He's an asshole. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to watch Patrick. We heard through the grapevine, Patrick, you're an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Leave our boy Beecher alone. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. ESPN coverage is unbelievable. Um, Do we see Tiger at Bay Hill? Does he play? Do you think we, do you think he can play? How much time has he got? Month? Bay Hill is probably in like three weeks. I I think it goes. It's a lead up to the masters, right? Bay Hill usually is. Like yeah. It's like a big one before the match. He would play that one before. I, I don't know if we see him or not. He might just wait. He's going to play Augusta, obviously, but I still God, just Augusta's think it's going to be hard on the if on he had a golf, calf. For if he had a golf cart. I know. I know he'd never do it, but if he had a golf cart or those things at the caddies at the Grove, yeah, you know what? Those, or those things at the caddies at the Grove have yeah, where they yeah, buzz that'd around. Be great. Little motorcycle. <laughs> it's got to be tough on his back though. You know what the golf cart's like. Yeah, that might even be worse for him. <laughs> Good point. But his leg, I mean, it's, oh, it's a, it's a big thing. Yeah. I feel bad, man. Watching him when he marks his balls when he picks the ball up, when he te- puts a tee in the ground, like you could tell, man, his, his back and yeah. his leg, like we're lucky to have him here. Totally. We're lucky to see him still swing balls and, you know, make birdies and compete. Yeah. But it, it's four days of watching that is it gets pretty hard at the end. Yeah. It's a seven mile walk. Like we walk now, right? I, I like to walk when I golf that way. When I shoot 85, at least yeah. I look at my Apple watch. I got 15,000 steps in, but yeah. I mean, Riv's pretty flat course. Yeah. Not that I'm the pillar of fitness, but by the time I get to 16 <laughs> and I'm fucking going up the hill, I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired here. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I get to 17, 18. I'm looking forward to that hot tub at big Canyon. So to what you're saying, say what yeah. you want about golf, but four days of walking yeah. with half a leg, 48 years old, fused back. <laughs> I think, and, and, and I think this is why you look at these live guys. Like, and if you kind of like ISO cam a few of the live guys, whether it's DJ or Kepka, that they're a little out of shape. These guys are like playing once a month now. And they're like, they got the best schedule. They're ever. making tons of dough. They're eating well, they're drinking well. You look at them, you're like, fuck the DJ from 2020 to the DJ of 2023. It's, he's, Put on a couple LBs. <laughs> well, yeah, he's we'll playing see, the Grove with Gretz every and day. We'll see what their games are like, you know, now that we're going to watch some more live tour events. But yeah, uh, it's a grind when you're on the tour and week to week to week, you know, you got to be in shape. Totally. And then that leads right into you, you've watched the first episode of the Netflix, uh, Netflix full swing. What a show. It's great. I'm into the fifth one last night. I watched it because the hockey ended early because of President's Day. DJ says this when they ask him about live tour. He goes, first of all, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks of me. Second of all. When you offer an athlete more money for less, you know, to work. play less, yeah. less work. If you offered any businessman in the world, I'll give you more money for less time in the office. He said, if you don't take it, there's something wrong with you, basically. And I have to agree with him on this. Like, if you offered me more money for less work, I think 99% of the world is going to take it. Um, it's a great show. Episode yeah. two, Kepka talks about how uh, he went from... You know, basically being Tiger Woods almost for four years where he, every time he teed it up, he could win. Mm-hmm. Now he has no confidence with his house, though, up dog. I mean, how can you lack confidence with the shack? You house, Wait till you see this house. Hot old lady. Yeah. Jenna uh, was looking great. By the way, Ian Poulter. Dental floss. She yeah. had the dental floss bikini on. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, Good for TV. I was like, Brooke, smile, bud. This is why Netflix is doing their thing. Yeah. Like, Sex I looked sells. out at his boat, pool, infinity pool. Sunken in little yeah. L couch. Who cares and if he can't putt? Yeah, so he can't make an eight footer. <laughs> yeah, who who cares? gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Ian Poulter had a great line in the first episode where he, where he was kind of joking with the camera guys. And he goes, "What a year you guys chose to start this yeah. Netflix, sir!" Like, right? 
Because it, it hit, it hit all the controversy. It hit, you know, Monaghan, like, uh-oh. Yeah. It hits the players, you know, and they have to answer hard questions. It's a great, I mean, great outline for a series that's going to be, you know, one of the best. It's The F1 really set the benchmark yeah, for, for, sure. for a dive-in to what it's like for a full fucking length season. You know, hockey, we've had the road to the Winter Classics, HBO, and those are great. This is like, you know, we, we don't get to see this. Yeah, it's great time. because golfers and same as F, I guess F1's a team too, but golfers are individual, right? So it's yeah. typically for like following the up dock. Yeah. Or, you know, that, that's what it is. To me, that's what's cool about it. Like seeing Justin Thomas and Spieth yeah. jumping on a private plane, going to play a practice round. I'm like, fuck, that's good living. It right? is, yeah. That's yeah. good living. And, and you see, like, we just see these guys when they have the camera on and they're supposed to look like, you know, perfect human beings. Yeah. And then now we get them behind the scenes where, you know, you see this, the flaws, you see the the grinding, you see the fuck ups, you see them swear, you see whatever. It's like, yeah. you see them be humans and that's great. You know what I've noticed? And, and I want you to continue to watch the show. And we'll talk next week. I haven't seen a guy have a shower after the round. They just leave with their fucking golf stuff. Like, are they not having a rinse? I don't know. I, yeah, like, it's a good question. You know, like, I got to no, ask. They kind of get out of there. Most of them probably staying across the street. They want to get out of there. Maybe they do, eh? Give the old lady a poke before they <laughs> jump in the shower. Maybe. I just thought, like, to me, I know when the round ends, as you asked the up dog, I bumped into the other day in the hot tub. We didn't play together. Have a hot tub, have a shower, go have a cocktail. Like, these guys, to I don't me. I if they're going right to a restaurant. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I got, as the show evolves, watch. I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen a guy come out with, like, a towel. Be like, hey, boys, I was around. Yeah, like, see Is the that just not, like. <laughs> Hey, what are you working guys with wrenches on tour? Yeah. Does every yeah. club these guys play at guys. like have those facilities? Yes. Oh, they all, yeah, they all get them. They all get the clubhouse yeah. stalls and they each get their own stall. They have the masseuses in there. The, the tour has their masseuses, a, a chiropractor or whatever. And then they have all their snacks in there. Right. Like, so that's their, that's their safe haven to get away from media to do whatever. But but you're right. They're not like locker room guys. Hockey guys would be in there just having a coffee and a chew Fuck and just you, naked. They, shoot, if the Netflix would have, you would have seen Updog, they would have been like, Updog, put the horn away this episode. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen it enough. <laughs> hey, put the horn away. But I noticed one thing too, Uppy, and as you continue to watch it, they, how much they work out after the round. Maybe that's why I haven't seen them have a rinse. They go from like the round to the range to, to work the out. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe they have a rinse. Huh. To me, it's when that round ends, you got to get in there, have a soak, a rinse, a steam. Right? Yeah, That's like they're, they're almost like they're the round's over and then now they're looking forward to the next round. It's weird, yeah, it's, right? It's, grind. it's weird. It's, they, they work out a lot too. They're in the gym. You know, you'll see Rory's in there a lot. All the top players in there doing their, a lot of band work. Kurt Olsen should watch it and get on the fucking band work. <laughs> <laughs> Only shot 101 on Friday. I'm like, I would have nipped you. I played so bad on Friday. Uh, you did? You? Yeah. Oh, but so bad. That's okay. Last but not least about golf, our boy Brandon Steele is officially committed to the live tour. Break out the short stealer. Come get on, the, baby. Let's go. Get the calf raises going. I think if you're on live tour, you got to really, you got to just get the calf raises started immediately. I wonder what. Like he should wake up this morning, yeah. start doing calf raises. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? You, you don't well, want to be the Phil, guy. If he's playing on Phil's team, so he's going to have to have nice calves. And Phil's gotta, not going to accept you not having a good calf on yeah. his team. And I, I, I'm going to text Steeler, like, I'm worried about his sock game. Like, he's got to have good, like, I don't want to see the sock showing through the. the tough shoes, too. Like, you got to have the <laughs> you nice, gotta, you got to go to the sneaker, I think. You, you gotta, gotta have a good look at shoe socks. Switch combo. to Air Jordans like your boy Keegan. <laughs> you I might have to. Kind of have to, yeah. I actually thought when Steelers signed, is Keegan next? I don't Even know why. Keegan's I just because they're boys yeah. and they like Phil. Yeah. But how much weight's Keegan lost? He might be on the old Ozempic shot. You've seen him? He's no. like, yeah, Looking he lost good? like 20 pounds. Oh, wow. Looking lean. Um, so so I think this is a great move. How old's Steeler? Almost 40. 39? It's a great move for Steeler. I mean, he's won three times on the tour. The only thing that probably sucks is he doesn't have major exemptions. So he's going to have to like qualify for the U S open. 
in the Open Championship. And I don't even know if he can get in the Masters, can he? I don't know. How I don't know, but I think he has a legit shot at winning some of these tournaments. Big now, time. Right? Steelers, 39 years old. 39. I wonder what the check was to get him over there. Got to be a good one. Steeler. Hey, dinner's on you, bud. It's a few bananas. Dinner's on you, Steeler. It's a few bananas. Um, and I think that this sort of schedule is going to help him. You, you know, he likes his likes working on his game and grinding over, you know, making cuts and these four-day weeks. And I think it's, I think this is a great uh, situation for a guy like Steeler. It's per, yeah. I mean, this live tour schedule is just fucking national league. Look at this. They play February 24th to the 26th. Hey, boys, then take a month off. Hey, we'll <laughs> see you on Tucson, March 16th to 19th. In Orlando, Tucson, Arizona? Tucson, Arizona. We should go. And Let's then go. they play the end of March. I'll be there playing twice a week, twice a month, basically. What's the date for the for the Arizona? March sixteenth to the nineteenth at the Gallery Golf Club. All right, <laughs> all Let's right, down. That's actually the weekend of our uh, member member. Do we have a member member? We got a member member. The Spring Classic <laughs> coming up. Yeah, we got Spring Classic. Fuck, I might be playing the Bel Air one. That actually. Fuck. The Bel Air, this fucking Let guy. Let me see. What the Bel Air one. March, uh, March uh, yeah, 16th. 16th, I'm in the Bel Air member guest. Yeah, that's our, that's our member member. Do you, are you guys partners in your member member? Well, no, he's playing in a member guest. I'm playing with uh, Ryan Getzlav this year. Oh. Yeah. Nice, Getzy, babe. Yeah, Getzy. So we're going to try to go it's up there. It's called the Spring Classic, right? The Spring one, Classic. The one me and you almost. We almost won it. Me and Uppy almost second. won it. We got to the Derby. But uh, Steeler, congratulations, buddy. Like Updog said, dinner's on you. Uh, last but not least, Updog for Barrow. We got uh, the fella gloves, the sticks. Check them out. You can get your own fucking glove. These gloves, a great mitt. These gloves are actually sick. Does your paw fit in there? Barely, but it's they're light. By the way, how nice are the gloves nowadays? Bear, come Could here. You... Let me punch you with this. Hey, yeah, get over here, Bear. Bear, want to show? Want to show you how you should be? But come here, bud. But look yeah. at the fella. The fella thing is insane. The little emoji head, sick. The V for the Verbero. Um, they're light. Are, were our gloves always this light? No, it's the new technology. Look at how the fingers bend like this. I'll tell you what, the gloves I wore in the American League, the, the, old, the CCMers. <laughs> yeah, the old gushy. Jeez, this is a, just a nice mitt. <laughs> I mean, you can do the shocker. Like before, you can never do the shocker with the gloves we used to wear. With the leather, there's no chance. I'll tell you what, the gloves, like, the gloves I wore in the miners, the C, they're the old CCM. They were fucking 100 pounds by yeah, the end yeah, of the yeah. weekend. You'd These have are, like, yeah, you'd have Tony Amante slash your thumb <laughs> off. You wouldn't even feel it because that hard leather. Kip Brennan would two-hand me. I'd be like, ah, fuck. But these are sick. Uh, and the sticks, I can't believe how light they are. Sticks are great. I would have scored 10 goals a year with those sticks. I'm going to get back in one of those sticks. Put yeah, it they're room. sick. Yeah. So check it out. Go to Verbero. Sutsy's doing great things. Um, check out the fellow line, the missing curfew line. Sticks, gloves. Check it out. National League. Up dog. We'll be right back, fella. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew, Up Dog, Beer League. Who doesn't like Beer League? I like beer. I like I like Labatt beer, too. <laughs> if I did play Beer League, I'd be the beer guy, though. I'd make sure the beer was fucking on sure? ice. I would be the beer guy. Wow, be so you guy. would be a guy that would bring the beers to everybody. I'd day. have the Yeti cooler You'd be like, Up Dog, grab them. I brought them. Just grab them. They're in the truck. Oh, I'd eh? have the Yeti cooler. Oh, on the, the Yeti, shoulder, yeah. Okay. Fucking, I wouldn't bring I wouldn't bring. You wouldn't bring your beers. gear. <laughs> I'd bring 12 beers. 12 beers. But uh, Nick. Uh, from the BLPA fella, how you doing? Thanks for joining the boys at Mr. Curfew. Hey, I'm doing well, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Where are you at? Calgary, Alberta, you were telling the boys? Yeah, Calgary, Alberta, out in, uh, it's, it's a balmy day, minus 16, 11 inches of snow. Beautiful. Ooh. Are you yeah. a big, uh, so are, you know, 
Princey, our boy that takes care of missing curfew clips and all that good stuff, our social media guru. He's a big homer, eh? All he talks about <laughs> is the Flames and shit. Are you, are you a Flames guy? or? Yeah, he, which oh, is weird. Like, I'm fuck. from Oklahoma originally. Okay. And uh, I didn't get into hockey till I was almost 30 because I married a Canadian and she basically made me. And uh, yeah, then we, she got tired of tornadoes, moved me up here to Calgary. But I, I met Jerome again, like on my first trip here, just randomly. And I'm just like, whoa, captain of, the, of a NHL team. Great. And I just fell in love with the sport. And so naturally uh, came a Flames guy. And then I went back home after Christmas and they announced the Oilers AHL team would move to Oklahoma City for a while. So I was kind of stuck in the middle for a while. But the Flames won out. Yeah, I played in Oklahoma City near the end of my career. Yeah. Actually, we played there. Bus rides from San Antonio, Oklahoma. Tough. Ooh, long ones. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Nick, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on the Flames this year? Obviously, Brad Tree living last year pulls a rabbit out of the hat with Hubie, our boy Hubie and our boy Weegsy baby. They're fighting for a playoff spot right now. What is your thought as a Flames fan? Do you believe they can get in? Um, I, I mean, Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they can get in, but at, at what cost? I mean, they're, they're, they're not a good team this year. No offense. I love my Flames. The, the goalie, I don't know how you turn from Vesna caliber yeah. goalie to Mike Smith in one year, but that's uh, I mean, <laughs> that's I, I a just fucking don't, good chirp. I like, but Smitty, it is. That's I, a good I, chirp. Fuck, I love Marky, but you're you're right. It's just he's having a, an odd year. Uh, Calgary will do that too. No offense, I Nick. Know, I mean, will. the poor guy. How many years has he been there now? <laughs> it's been probably four, four years, four years yeah, too a, many. It's, it's a it's a tough one. I mean, I guess we've always been mired in uh, mediocrity for since I've been a fan anyway. Like I became a fan after the 04 run, and it's just been a make the playoffs, get bounced and get a mid-level pick that doesn't really help you. And and then you, you know, you, you try to find a goalie. I haven't had a goalie since Kipper really. So. Yeah. Kipper. Kipper I, I never got kick. to play with Kipper. Kipper yeah. retired the year before I got there, but the stories I would hear about Kipper, man, yeah. like this was a guy that just would go out and not have a couple the night before. Like, I mean, get completely in. There's a fin. And they go like out that. and make 40, 50 saves. So the coach could be like, Hey, Kipper lay off the booze. Cause he was so good. I was go like, God, sauna, where was Kipper eh? when I needed him? <laughs> just, get, just get the wrench out and go have a sauna <laughs> with the boys. Yeah, those fins are fucked. So, Nick, that 4 run, though, man. Actually, I bumped into Mike Commodore a couple weeks ago at the Waste Management. That 4 run, to me, was one of the best Stanley Cup finals ever, them in Tampa. It was. And, hey, next time you run into him, just ask him. Say it's been a lot a, a lot of years. That puck was in, right? I mean, puck the Flames should have had the cup. Puck was in for sure. Marty's yelling a puck was in. It did look like it was in. I'm it not was. gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. But Nick, uh, talk about BLPA, buddy. What you do? What what what's going on with that? Uh, just let the boys know. So the Beer League Players Association is just a group of like-minded individuals. I mean, the, the mission is to connect the world of sport and make it a better place through playing sport. And the sport that we mainly play is is hockey. And basically, we're just kind of the voice of beer leaguers. I mean, we kind of get forgotten in that shuffle of you know the NHL guys are up here. And then the, you know, the minor hockey players and the, the high level competitive players that are, you know, 18, 19 and us beer leaguers are just kind of left in the middle playing at 10 o'clock at night. I heard you guys said you wouldn't play beer league because it was 10 <laughs> o'clock at night or something uh, a few episodes ago. But basically we just, uh, we travel around the world. We play hockey with each other. We try to help people out in need and and we just, we have a good time doing what we're doing. We just, an extension of the dressing room. Basically, I mean, I, I would guess you guys, probably the one one thing you guys miss from from back in the days is the dressing room. And that's just what we kind of do. We try to take the dressing room wherever we go and have some beers, care about each other, and play hockey. Yeah, and let us clarify. I, I would, if I was living in you know Calgary, I don't know why I would be living there, but if I was living in Calgary for some reason, I came back to Cowtown. I would play Ben's. I would play beer league too. But we have down here in California, we play golf, so we get our mm -hmm. our fix of the locker room uh, at our men's grill. You know, after the golf round, we sit around, we have wine, we have drinks. So that's where you know we still get our locker room filled, but. I'm with you. If I was living up north, I would play beer league 
just for the reason of what you're talking about, sitting in the dressing room with the boys, having beers. Getting because, a little guy time. Yeah, we missed that as well. But we're, we're lucky enough to get it in the men's clubhouse. You know what I mean, Nick? Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I, I came down to uh, SoCal into uh, the year there. We were playing in Carlsbad. We had a tournament and it rained. Like everyone said, oh, this is it's paradise down there. It rained the whole time we were there. It sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we been, a a little, it, it's we, been a rainy yeah. winter. It's been a rainy winter. Up, wouldn't know he travels the whole world. He's only been here for seven <laughs> days, but it has rained a lot. So Nick, to just, just tell me, give me, give me a, a like a, a tournament that you guys have put on maybe that, you know, one of your best events that you've done and, and where it was and how many teams you got involved and, and this kind of how that setup would go. Oh, gee. I mean, we have traditional tournaments like, like you guys are thinking where you show player three games and go home and Columbus, Ohio is our biggest one. But what we're really known for is the draft experience. Basically, you don't need a team. You just show up uh, on Friday night and we make teams by beer chugging contest. And we provide the jersey, the pants, the socks, the whole the whole nine yards, and then every team plays five games over the weekend. And we just we actually just did one in Savannah, Georgia. I know you guys are thinking probably not much hockey in Savannah, Georgia, but those guys they got an ECHL team. The Ghost Pirates just came to town, and those guys are just rabid. They just got their own rink that they can play in. Started their beer league, so we did a tournament. We sold it out, and then sold it out again. Uh, had to add some ice, and those guys they just love hockey. We drank a lot of beer. Played a lot of hockey, and and now they're they're wanting to come to our other events. Like we're going to Iceland in May, we're going to the Czech Republic in uh, October. But until then, I mean, we we have forty five tournaments a year. So you know, if you guys want to come drink and play hockey, you can you can find one with us somewhere. Is that Prague, Czech Republic? I might you may Prague, I yeah, might yeah, have to yeah, sign yeah. up. For, I've been there I twice. Have to sign up for it's, that one. I don't know how much I'm going to play, but maybe a coach. Or just shut your phone off, eh? The old lady's going to be calling because you'll be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, uh, and then. Uh, what I see on the website and a great website, by the way, but so softball, yeah, golf, golf, like, so what else have you been, uh, I mean, I, I need to get in a softball tournament. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to get there. I mean, I grew up, I played baseball in college. Like I said, I didn't play hockey till I was, till I was almost 30. And so I want to get into that, that softball realm as well. I mean, I love hockey, love the camaraderie. That's what drew me to the sport uh, originally, but there, there's more sports where you can drink beers than just hockey. So we're trying to move into that, that hockey uh, lacrosse is another one that we'd like to get into just to kind of take our concept and, and our, you know, camaraderie and our friends to another sport. That's cool. Awesome. That's really cool. No, it sounds La- good. And- lacrosse, you have to be in decent shape. You can't glide in lacrosse. Hey, the boys have to be in a little better shape. I think for well, that I one. Just, just get in the box lacrosse and, yeah. you know, you can play four corners or something. Yeah. That's a good idea. Hey, that's so- a good idea. Uh, is it fights? Like everyone's getting drunk. How many fights are going on at these tournaments? Penalties? What's going on? Listen, we got one rule in our tournament. Yeah. Oh, well, two. Our first one's don't be a dick. Really, don't <laughs> don't be a dick. We we don't we don't do much fun. I mean, it's just beer league. What do you really win, right? You you win a picture at the end where you can hold up your finger, say I'm number one. So, fighting uh, fighting hasn't really made its way into into our stuff yet. Oh, that's but, uh, great. So, uh, when's the next event, and how how do fans like yeah. if, if I'm a beer leaguer, what what do I do to get in the tournament? Sign up online and then just show up with my fucking gear. Uh, yeah, I mean that exactly. I mean, blpa.com. You can find all of our stuff. And we have we have a podcast too. We're we're like you guys uh, in the podcast realm, except we're not good at hockey, or we never were good at hockey. And uh, and uh, so you know we do a lot of things. You know we're just out having fun. So you can check out blpa.com. But our next tournaments, I mean, starting March third, we're up back in Lake Louise, uh, and then Omaha, Nebraska, and Tampa on the same weekend, and then Boston for St. Patty's Day, and then Austin, wow. and then Ann Arbor. So we just we're all over the place. Do you line up the entertainment for the boys? That's awesome. the game, that's, a good, that's a good stretch of cities there. That's a, that's good. To yeah, line do up. you call the local strip club? Say, hey, we're coming in. We're coming in hot here. The guys are. Guys <laughs> you are know, hey, feeling it. We, we've been trying to get to Montreal just so we can do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, we got we can't have we, we can't have all the liability by setting up the strip club. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, if any of the players say you want to go to a strip club, I'm always going to say, yep. 
<laughs> I'm a guy's guy. What can I, yeah. what can I say? That's awesome. Uh, Nick, thanks for joining us, buddy. Um, BLPA, check it out. Uh, keep it going. That, that's awesome. And you're right. The beer leaguers, they deserve some love too because those guys are legit guys that get out there and snap it around. Yeah. Hey, and if we ever get a chance to, we'll be in SoCal at the end of the year. If you guys are around, we'll have you come out and drink some beers or something. Maybe slap the puck around with us. So I'll, course, I'll come drink yeah. some beers. The updog will come out and play. I'll come drink some beers and hang out on the bench. Hey, perfect. <laughs> Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. Updog top titty is back, fella. And what an we picked up right where we left off. <laughs> you missed the fucking top titty. <laughs> I thought sweet to the pot might get the up dog's attention. What was your text? It came went, up on surprise. You, on you went, oh, it's Thursdays. Oh, yeah. We do top titties on Thursdays. <laughs> well, because they shut it off on us for three weeks and they kind of got my days messed up. Honest mistake, buddy. Right? Honest mistake. Honest I, was, mistake. I traveled Thursday and I got in and I'm like, God. You got a lot going on, huh? You got a lot the going kids, on. Kids, the grocery store. <laughs> the kids, the grocery. That's, that's called. To... That's called adulting. There, that's... the kids, the grocery store, the pharmacy, the on. diapers. I don't have time to jerk off anymore. <laughs> I bet <That> sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so listen, we up the ante. Thousand dollars in cash prize available. Um, first prize. You win 200 bucks for first prize now. Shout out to LK Row 2016, 152 points. Listen, Dylan Larkin, we're going we're gonna to get to him and our, this guy fucks back too from his injury. He's been on fire. Larkin's been on fire. Um, you know, to me, up dog, the one thing is I took Freddie Anderson to start between the pipes and he didn't start. So to me, it's like. I don't like that. I don't. I, I did, don't. You, did you go to uh, the website? Daily face off and check yeah, it out. I checked. I checked and I, I, you know, it said, no, I didn't check. I'm lying right to your face. I didn't check. I just assumed Freddie was playing because he just got back. Yeah. But Rob Brindamore's probably thinking we got to keep this guy healthy. So I don't need to play him against Montreal, which they didn't have to because they won six, two. So I should have fucking realized that actually. Um, Jack Eichel got me 12 points. Ryan O'Reilly got me seven. This one was a shock. I paid 8,500 for Matty Kachuk. He only got me three points craziness your boy shenner got me 18 hubie i went with hubie six points uh and the rest is just krug and at home got me shit too so it's good to have it back i love i love to keep it i love playing it up it's hard to keep it under the cap binger i'm with binger too i i cut my d that's where i cut my i, I go way down i go down to like four thousand what do you go to binger thousand i go two thousand to one thousand two thousand for the if they get zero points they get zero points if that means i can get better players in the other positions yeah so you're you're stockpiling in your forwards yeah i don't know i mean i get i think you need one good d out there a power play d and you're not going to get a power play d for fucking thousand bucks <laughs> what kind of d do you get for a thousand bucks pick Nothing. your foot the Dude. two guys i have yeah. are d samberg yeah, i don't even know who that is you're telling me Sandberg plays for Philly, right? Uh, no, he <laughs> he's, he was on the Winnipeg Jets, so he okay, didn't even so play. He's yeah. a seventh D, but okay, so he on. had he had one shot on goal, and that was it. Oh, he did play. He had one shot on goal, he and threw then the puck there from a. From he was twenty seven hundred, and then some guy named M. Ekholm. Ekholm, oh, yeah, yeah Ekholm plays. It. I took him to Nashville. He was uh, how much was he? He was he was a little more. He was thirty seven. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've it. never heard of the first guy you took. What's his name? D. Samberg. He was probably called a host. I gotta look up this fucking guy. Dylan Samberg. Dylan up you 
Nope. There's no fucking way up. He's heard this. No, guy. I told you. Is he young, old? What's <laughs> he's got. Eight, he's got. Eight. Is he? Is he one of those what, emergency call-ups? They picked him up from the men's league. I probably got him. He's from playing the, for the Manitoba Moose last Earl. week. Yeah. What's his name? Dylan Sandberg. He had eight points in 43 games played. Dylan Sandberg. Wow, this here he's cheapest. actually played 43 he's, games in the NHL. He was the cheapest guy on the whole damn list. <laughs> number 54, tough number. That's a training camp number. Six three hundred and ninety pounds. Age 24. All right. Saginaw. He's grinding. He's got 58 career games in the league, 43 this year. So maybe he's breaking out. Maybe Bigger's onto something, but I've he's never not, heard he that got guy. A point. <laughs> he got one point. <laughs> With he, a big icicle next to his name. I mean, I mean but, so did that help you? Like squeezing in a guy that got one point? Like I mean, rabbit. I got I got I was the best in the Hall Pass family. Oh, I see that. My brother, my brother was one behind you. The Iron Man streak continues 10. with Brento. Oh yeah, he doesn't miss one. I, mean, I love his dedication to the he loves top two. Maxi 51, Princey 55. I was terrible 58. Speaking about Brento, I thought about you um, and my sister Katie, but the Boston Bruins just did a siblings trip, and I believe another team did a siblings trip. How drunk are the brothers and sisters? I mean, that? I'm thinking about what could have went bad yeah. on that trip, yeah. though, right? Like, all right, For there's sure. brothers and sisters and drinking, and it's like, next thing you know, you're like, hey, you buddy, you <laughs> fucked my sister last night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, how's the fucking road trip? Brought it on Brento, fuck my sister. <laughs> who's to blame for that? I'm blaming the GM. Yeah, totally. Oh, a good idea bringing a drunken bunch of horny guys with fucking horny chicks, free booze, <laughs> private planes, private planes, gambling. Every, everyone's getting horned up on the bird. They have a full private before. They're winning 90 points already. Everyone's winning. Everyone's partying. Yeah. But that's not a boy, Don Sweeney. Don Thanks Sweeney. a lot. What was the turning point in the year on a siblings trip? <laughs> fucking someone, Marshawn's brother fucked uh, someone's sister. And they, they couldn't bounce back from it. <laughs> Good take. Uh, oh, Great man. take. So, I'd I say just, that's a real issue. Yeah, I, I thought so. Like, I just thought like, you know, if I was a brother going on the NHL trip and I was in the suite with oh, sisters, I was drinking. Uh, we should be doing this every 10 games. Yeah, I wake up and go, hey, uh, bro, I got something to tell you there. I was at uh, Tootsie's last night and I don't know, fucking, you know. <laughs> should I tell the cool? Like, I don't know if you should tell anyone. <laughs> oh, the sibling trips, man. That's funny shit. Uh, top titty, get in there. 63 entries. I'd like to see that number get up. What are we going to do? Someone talk to me. I did a video that didn't move the needle. What do uh, we got to do to get more people? Any ideas back there or what? Just just stay with it. I thought up in the prize might get some of these people more committed. It was kind of like this is the first week back. We'll we'll keep. What if we do uh, missing this. curfew pays for your entry? <laughs> How much is the entry? <laughs> ten, <laughs> Spamoni. Ten, Spamoni. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bones. I even thought like coming on and talking to the boys on the pod might move the needle. That didn't really do much either, right? We had guys win that didn't want to come on. They're like, fuck you boys. Uh, or they'd call like three months later. Yeah. Like I just listened to the episode. I won a couple months ago. I, yeah. I guess I would say to the listeners, I, people in Ontario can't play, right? Is that, that's a bit of our problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. That stings us. Um, but the more you guys commit to playing, the more the prize money can get up. It, it helps our podcast. It's fun for you boys in Alberta. Man told us this guy. What, what else are you doing, doing on a Thursday night? <laughs> yeah. Get in the fucking top titty. You're drinking beer. Yeah, BC Labatt too. Blue. Come on. Drink some Labat Blue and play some top titty. Top titty. I'm talking. So actually, I'm, yeah, well, let's talk to Labat and let's get some beer sent to the winners too. That would be great. Right? Good idea. Labat Blue, winner of the top titty. You get just pinned next time next week. Fucking 24 ice cold Labat on your doorstep. Set right to your doorstep. 
All right, we're, we'll look into that. We, we're not, that is, we'll look into that. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, like a great that. idea. Yeah. Maybe give them 48 beers, eh? just so they can bring their buddies over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they try to drink a lot of beer up there. 48, yeah, you can bring the whole fucking hockey team over, no? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. <laughs> you gotta, you Did gotta, you see the outdoor rink in Minnesota? I'll give the shout out. I think it was to the boys on Bar Down that did it. This guy, like, they, they made their street in Winnipeg, an outdoor rink. And not only that, they built, like, an ice uh place to sit with a fire so they sit around like nice. in their chairs and the ice and there's a there's a fire pit and the kids play like that is that's nationally there's that's canadian yeah it is right and that's why you don't live in winnipeg <laughs> yeah, right? if that's that. what you're looking forward to it's like i on, mean man. that's making the best of it you know of a tough situation well in the middle of fucking february up there it's pretty you're grinding it out yeah, it looks full dog day. It was pretty cool how they did it. Seriously, though, the length of it was like the whole street, the nice. whole thing. Like, it was pretty cool. Uh, lock of the night, top titty, get in there, support the boys. It's fun to play, win some cash, thousand dollars up for grabs, uh, American dollars too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, that should get the Canadians involved, anyways. Um, lock of the night, up dog, you, you, you were feeling it. You got you, you went with the fucking flyers going into Vancouver, they lost. I know you're nine and four. I took the Kings, I looked at the line. Uh, I want to say it was minus 280. So it wasn't quite as high as I thought it was, but they won. I'm nine and five. Uh, I'm going to let you go again first up, dog, just because you set the tone all year. Go ahead. DraftKings lock of the night, Saturday night. Uh, I'm going to take the Penguins over the Blues. <laughs> the Blues, uh, betting against the Blues the rest of the way in here might be a good play, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Doug Armstrong does not want them to win any no. more games. He's going to make kind of life miserable over there. I, I love Army. I, I know you don't want to, you know. Can we talk about that for a second, by the way? They huh? showed him in the, the press box, yeah. and he looked miserable. Bitter, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. He was going to make, I'm like, that guy looks like he's going to make life kind of shitty. He, he, and he will. Yeah. It's not perfect in there. Yeah. It's tornado town. <laughs> it's, it's just some, they're fucking blowing everything up. Uh, so Penguins against the Blues, I like that. I got to go. I mean, the line's not going to be bad. That's not going to be bad at all. I'm going to take the Colorado Avalanche at home against the against the Calgary Flames. Uh, we're going to talk. You're going for just the locks, aren't you? We're going to talk about the Avs here uh, as we move forward in this podcast. But yeah, that's. I mean, the Flames aren't a bad team. What do you think that line will be? I'd say minus. Um, well, it depends. McCarback maybe he's in concussion protocol. Yeah, I'm going to say that line's going to be how much? Two eighty. No, won't be that high. I don't think. Two eighty. That that one there is going to be Avalanche minus one eighty five. Wow. Well, let's see the if the Flames we'll play the night before. I, I can look that up. I can look that up. I, Stand the, by. The, the other one would be the Oilers at Blue Jackets. They'll go in and steamroll them. Fucking Blue Jackets, yeah. Tough but you team. know those teams ups like this time of year where, well, like the Chicago they, Blackhawks against the Leafs last weekend. Yeah, that was crazy. Do we have that on here? Because that was minus 580. Minus 585 it was. That is stinky. So you're going to ask me if the Calgary Flames are playing on Friday. No, but the fucking Colorado Avalanche are playing Friday in Winnipeg. Okay, so you just took them. You can't change your bet. Ooh, mama. Ooh, <laughs> mama. Because that's a tough one the night before. Friday night in Winnipeg, that's... They're what time get- you get out of there? You got to de-ice? Fucking de-icing. de-icing. Sometimes I want to roll the dice. Fuck it, go. <laughs> Just go. I don't care if this I thing starts doing circles in the sky, we, all right? <laughs> I'm out of here. Get me home. I need a fucking like, I get, I need a I warm was, shower. And I was dash three. Some like, porn hub. Yeah, I got to go home. I'm going to jerk off and go to bed. <laughs> all right? Fuck the de-icing. Okay, so they play. 
In Winnipeg, I think it's an eight o'clock start. I saw there too. Price up. You might be right here. I'm in one. Eight o'clock Eastern. So that's seven central. So seven in Winnipeg. Play the game 10. Boys get out there at 11. D ice 12. Two hour flight. They land in Denver at 1 2 o'clock. You're in bed by three. Sleeping by four. Yeah. Depends when you take your amble, but yeah. <laughs> maybe we got the car ride home. I got to stick with it, but Uppy, uh, that's why you do your research, boys. Banger and Maxi, that, that's why. Yeah. Fuck. The, more, the, the, the worst part is who's going to play net for the Avs. Although Yorgiev, he played back-to-back games last week, which I love. Yeah, he's good. I love he's that. The, I love that goalies want to play back-to-back. Know, he's taking the reins. Especially when you're like Colorado and you're finally back into a, like a legit playoff spot. I'm sticking with them. Avs, Updog's got the Penguins. Um, lock of the night up. He's nine and five, nine and four. I'm nine and five. Uh, up dog. First and foremost, the fact daddy, Ryan O'Reilly traded the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm going to toot her own horn. The rumor mill about a month and a half ago, we did say Ryan O'Reilly could end up in the Toronto Maple Leafs. So our rumors, uh, you know, we're not just making Interesting. them up. We're not no. just making them up here. We have some credibility here at Mr. Damn Curfew. right. We do. Uh, Insiders. Listen, I think from a perspective of picking up Ryan O'Reilly, and Noel Achari. I love the Achari. I don't want to call him a throw-in because he's more than that. But helps her fourth line. Gives him grit. I actually watched the Blues play the other night. And I thought, fuck, Achari would be a good guy for someone to pick up. I watched the play against the Devils. They won that game. Lost the same game parlay on a fucking I empty saw. netter. Fact daddy. Our boy, fact daddy. Would have been nice for him to get one in the first game. He got an assist. It would have <sighs> been nice for him to just put one home, eh? Just to. Yeah. You know what was crazy about that game? That jersey. Is- that was his last game as a blue, and you're trying to trade the guy, and he's not on the first power play unit. You know what? I saw, I, I, uh, I tuned in on that game too, and I saw O'Reilly, Barbershev, someone else all on the same line. That was the line. Barbershev, O'Reilly, and, and who else? Uh, Another guy that could get moved. It was basically like a, it was on. a showcase line. And I was thinking that the time I got traded, I got traded from Arizona to Columbus. And then the night before I, we played in Chicago Obes, I got played 21 minutes. I've never played so much in my life. I'm, I'm on power plays, penalty kills. And I'm like, I got on the, I got on the plane next day. I look at Jovo. I go, well, that was weird. And he's like, you're gone. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fuck. I'm gone. Well, next, that's true. Next that, morning sent to Columbus. That's how it worked. Yeah. They were like, all right, play this kid tonight. Let me see what he's got. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Tyler Pitlick on that line? No. No? Big goofy righty. Yeah. No. no. I, I don't know. It was, it was someone else. O'Reilly, Barbershev. It, it made a lot of sense. Was it a Chari? It might have been a Chari. It yeah. was a Chari. It was a Chari. Yeah. So, so that, and is- count on, you know, count on Barbershev probably getting moved next because he's, he's a huge piece to someone. Yeah. I, I think so. Um, yeah. No, he's, but, he's getting traded for sure. But you're right. This is a Dubas taking a swing. I think he said for years he wasn't going to trade a first round pick for rentals. Well, he did. But. He addressed it and got two guys, not just a rental, two guys that can play either. Like what I love about Achari, because I was in the role forever, is the guy came into St. Louis with really no expectations other than just be, you know, hopefully in the lineup. And then he became a, a known name, a guy that Chief loved and put on the penalty kill. Uh, he played front of the net and power plays. He was just a guy that um, took his opportunity, which was just a rebirth in St. Louis and made it into a chance to go win a Stanley Cup in Toronto. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a dream when you're kind of like, you know, that grinding journeyman guy. So, and you're going with someone. That's such a nice, when you get traded and you go with one of your teammates and you're in a new room and you look across and 
you're like, fuck, okay, there's my familiar face, right? Yeah. Whether you know anyone on that <clears throat> team or not, it's, it's huge. It helps big time. So I, I love the deal. And to break this thing, this three-team trade that involves Blues, Minnesota Wild, they ate up all this fucking salary. It's crazy. crazy they gave him for a million seven. So like in the trade, Toronto sends prospect Abramoff. Is that how we say the yeah. name? Adam Goddad, who's a journeyman. Yep. A 23 first round pick, a 24 second rounder, and Ottawa's 23rd third rounder to the Blues. They get O'Reilly and Achari. The Blues retain 50% of O'Reilly's 7.5 million cap hit. Yeah. So this is a way all around the hard cap. For people out there that, that are in love with the hard cap and this and that, and I'm going to throw Cooley in there. Hey, Cooley, this is how these GMs are getting around it. Like you throw Mini in, they get a pick because you basically said before we started recording, Mini paid to get a pick. Right? They took yeah. on cap space to yeah. get a pick. Yeah, so the Leafs send their wild, their own 25 fourth round pick to retain an additional 50% of O'Reilly's cap hit on what was left, right? So yeah. of what was left. So the Leafs are getting O'Reilly for 1.875 against their cap for a guy that's a Con Smythe winner. Yeah, it's a great trade. And they do it at this time, you know, with doing it two, three weeks in advance. Gives them O'Reilly for that longer extended period of time. That's it's another added bonus. He looks great in the blue and white. He does. I've yet to watch him play. I'm going to watch him tonight. We're recording on Tuesday to play in Buffalo. I'm going to watch him. A couple things. If there wasn't any beer in that fucking dressing room, there's about there to be. There is now. Or a bottle of Jameson somewhere in there. And, and you're right. I haven't talked to Factor. Uh, I text him. I love you, buddy. I can't wait to see you in the blue and white. I hope he goes in there and just bees himself. Right? And, I, and I'm not saying you come in and you're overly vocal, but bring that swagger. Bring that, hey, boys, let's go on the, hey, let's, what are you guys doing on the road? Let's go have a beer. Invite them. Maybe they say no. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But my advice to him would be is be Ryan O'Reilly. Don't go in there and, and, and not be yourself and try to like, oh, maybe you guys don't want to, you know, go for a beer on the road or this and that. Like, that's to me why they brought him in too, right? Be yourself. That's what I would tell him. Um, and the other thing I don't love right now is do they have to wear their buckets for warm up? I mean, if he's wearing it, then the answer to that is yes. Yeah. If I'm factor, I'm marching to Sheldon because Keefe's. Because no guy likes to put a little more Vaseline in that flow than, than yeah. Ryan O'Reilly. And uh, slicker back on a nice Saturday night. Saturday night, night playing for the Buds. game. Come playing for the Buds. Yeah, yeah. Come on. If I'm factor, I, you know, I pick my right time. I go and knock on Sheldon's door and say, Coach, listen, I want to stay on the cup. I want to count Smythe. I, I, Fuck, how often, is, bring it, how often this is a captain? Con Smythe winning captain getting traded at the deadline. And God, <sighs> Great it's question. to the Leafs, right? So you walk in there, and I, I tweeted this, but I, I mean, there's not one guy in that Toronto Maple Leafs dressing room that's going to fucking watch Ryan O'Reilly come in and not go like, holy shit, we got O'Reilly on yeah, our squad. big time. How fucking cool is this? Yeah. He's, he's legit our captain now. Like, I know Tavares wears the C, and Matthews is, you know, their young leader, and Marner's making all the money. O'Reilly's legit now their, their leader. Yeah. I think it's a no-brainer. It's a great fucking And, and I, I'm sure they work hard there. I don't know any of these kids, but when they when they see Ryan O'Reilly come to the rink and his preparation and the details that he puts in before practice, after practice, during practice, that's going to rub off of these guys immediately. When, they, when, when Factor comes in there and he's the hardest working guy on the team, not saying these kids aren't, but Matthews then will be like, holy fuck, you know, maybe I got to do a little bit more. I, I'm not saying they don't, yeah. but I know how much Factor does and that's going to rub on these guys off tremendously and once you talk about getting him in there this week or last week that stuff can start rubbing off them right away yeah opposed to waiting to march 3rd totally you know what i mean <clears throat> i gotta gonna, see without his bucket out there though. I mean, the guy's I, gonna be winning some puck battles out there oh, isn't he man between I mean, him and marner the two guys that can pick pucks off i mean what this a is a great line so for what i'm seeing on daily face off they got bunting matthews nylander 
Tavares playing the wing with O'Reilly and Marner. And to me, that makes so much sense to me because we've talked about factor. You know, I thought Tampa was a great fit for him. And, and deep down, I kind of wanted to go to Tampa. I love that he's a Leaf. But that line, can, can they can play at a slower pace. Tavares isn't the fastest guy. Marner can slow it down. You got factor. They can dictate the pace of play. Uh, I don't mind Tavares on the wing. If, if this is accurate with daily faceoff, I'll see you tonight when I watch the game. Uh, a guy I think the Leafs are going to try to trade before the deadline is Alex Kerfoot. Right now, he's played on their fourth line. If they can move Kerfoot and bring in another defenseman, if Robert Kyle Dubas... Robert Bertuzzo. <laughs> bring in Bobo. If they can bring in Where Bobo. can we put him in this lineup? Bobo? I, I mean, mean, they already have a Bobo kind of like Justin Hall, but I'm sure Bobo's a way better guy, way tougher, block shots, won a cup. Right? Bobo's way better. And, and that's probably kinda, cheaper. Maybe. Maybe. But we'll see. To me, they still need a D-man if they, if they want to be a legit contender. But anytime bringing in Ryle O'Reilly, um, he looks good in that uniform. He looks good in that uniform. Where's he going to live, you think? Probably at the Ritz. Yeah. Or like the Shangri-La. Right? Ooh. Somewhere that's nice. a, I think that's Somewhere just fully furnished and just dial it in. The Shangri-La, that's a national place. That's right? where you should go. Give me the three-bedroom at the Shangri-La and call it a day. Yeah, I mean, you're only there for three months and hopefully another three months chasing a cup. Just get the fully furnished, decked out pad with a little, you know, patio. Yeah. Walk the Cactus Club. I mean, if they could go on, I mean, now I'm torn, right? If they play Tampa in the first round, I'm fucking torn. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, they are playing Tampa. I know. I don't know what to do. Like, I want O'Reilly to win a Stanley Cup in Toronto, but I love Tampa. Yeah. That's going to be a great series. Who would you bet right now? Who would you take right now? Well, we got to wait till the deadline's over. It depends. If, if they don't add any D and it's Vasilevsky versus, you know. I know. Do they have enough offense to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in like a shootout seven-game series with no D and, and uh, you know, a goalie that's, you know, Samsonov. He hasn't really stood out in the playoffs yet. That's a question I'd have to ask you. I don't know. <laughs> I think you just answered the fucking question there. Right? It's, it sounds like it sounds like Tampa. It's just like it put a gun to my head. As much as I love Ryan O'Reilly, I would take Tampa still. I would just imagine, imagine they do get past the first round and they go on a run to the Stanley Cup Finals and factors playing for them and the weather's nice in Ontario. I will be going to some games. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, for it would sure. be fun. So congrats to him. Congrats to Leaf Station. Kyle Dubas got to give you credit, buddy. I've ripped you a lot on this podcast. Uh, that's a ballsy move. I hope it pays off for you. The rumor mill. Presented by our good friends at the Bat. <clears throat> the updog was talking about them earlier. The bat Blue, baby. Get them in you. Nice, cold blue skis. God, they're nice. Weren't they nice? Uh, they go weekends? sliding, don't they? I got to send some to PJ. Lights. I got to send some to PJ, by the way. Yeah, my old man, man. We used to have those Labatt Blue posters, pinup posters in the garage growing up. We got to find a couple of those. Labatt Blue girls? Yeah. Yeah, they were nice. Those? Oh, yeah. I like the bikinis and dry it. There yeah. was a good, good garage uh, gear. Yeah. <laughs> garage gear. Maybe we should talk about bringing back that calendar. I think so. Missing curfew calendars sponsored by the Bats. Maybe that's something we can talk about. Uh, the rumor mill. I don't know how much truth is to this one, but I was doing my show last week or a cool show with him, and I picked up Fourth Period Magazine. Shout out to the boys there. And fucking, there's a picture of Weezy Baby on the cover of the website. Did he make the cover? It's fucking Weezy 52. Um, and it says there's a chance that Weegsy Baby maybe can trade to Ottawa. Now, I don't know how accurate this is. Give me your take on it. We talked about before. This is a good take by you on, you know, the fact that Weegsy's signed for eight years. So an eight-year deal yeah. kicks in next year, and it's a great ticket. And we're happy for our boy Weegar. You play with him. I know him. He's a great kid. Couldn't be happier for him. This is the thing. He is an Ottawa kid. Would he love to go play for Ottawa? I don't know. There's a lot of tickets you're going to end up buying for your family. It's cold as fuck. You're kind of getting used to that in Calgary right now. You know, you played in Florida. 
this is a drastic change for you. This season hasn't gone so well. You're feeling the heat. You've been in Calgary longer than him so far. Career's going to die there. My, Career's going to die. My take is this. With the no trade clause kicking in next year and an eight-year deal kicking in, when was the last time you seen Ottawa be able to sign a young free agent to an eight-year deal? Someone that, you know, would be maybe excited to come, but would have other offers, you know, and, and I think Uyghur took a deal to stay in Calgary. I think he, if he has a year, if he had a year this year, after the last couple of years he had in Florida, he would have went to the free agent market with not a lot of defensemen his age, and he probably would have hit a home run somewhere. His deal is a great deal, but Ottawa now is like, wow, we can scoop up a kid like Mackenzie Weger, have him in Ottawa for eight years. We're obviously not a place that can fucking find these free agents like this just growing on trees. And they might, yeah, they might get him. And Calgary might go, you know what? Let's just push the reset button here and save ourselves, you know, seven million bucks on our cap <laughs> yeah. a year, six million, um, and it's, look to spend that money elsewhere. It's definitely intriguing. And Weezy, baby, like, listen, I would have fucking, I would have given anything to have this year. This is this is one goal, fifteen assists, sixteen points. Actually, I've had years like this. Two plus two. It's a fucking decent year. It's a decent year. I love Weezy. Thank fuck he signed that deal for eight years, fifty million. Because if he was having this year on an expiring contract. I don't know if he would have got that. Maybe, maybe no. not. No, like no, no. Again, the playoffs. Yeah. And I love Weezy, and I think it's been an adjustment for him and Hubie. We both know that. And I think, I don't know. I, I think if 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 there's any truth to this, if you can get a Mackenzie Weger in Ottawa, play him with a Thomas Shabbat, young group, come up together. Weezy can be the veteran guy. I, I think there's some truth to that. However, if he goes in there on and signs an eight-year, fifty million dollar deal and gets traded before the deal kicks in, Weezy, <laughs> <laughs> baby, that, that might that not have might, ever happened. That before. may have never happened. Yeah, eight-year deal and you get traded before the deal starts. Yeah, that may not. That that'd be a one-on-one. <laughs> but hey, you know, no record's a bad record. Yeah. I would look at it like that. I wouldn't trade. Uh, I wouldn't trade Weezy. I, I I think listen. I think him and I think Hugh be more than when Weezy's having a tough transition. I don't know what's going to happen with Daryl Sutter. If I'm Brad Tree Living, I stick to my guns. But um, Dave Pagnola reported it, so I thought we'd bring it up here on Missing Curfew. Last thing on the rumor mill, rumor mill, Winnipeg Jets are interested in Timo Meyer, but would cost him Cole Perfetti, uh, reported by Nick Kiprios. I like Cole Perfetti. Yeah. If you yeah. can get Timo Meyer, though. He's a beast. He's a beast. But I, I'm going to say it here. Timo Meyer is going to be a New Jersey Devil. Yeah, Devils fans, as much as you guys are fucking mutants. You're going to get Timo Meyer because they have so many first round, first and second round picks and prospects. I just think it makes so much sense for Timo Meyer to be a New Jersey Devil. I think it's going to happen. I think I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I just can't see Winnipeg. I don't know. I would love it. It would, it would fit great with the Jets. His size, you know, Winnipeg has a big team, his ability to score. To me, up dog, it feels like Timo Meyer will be a New Jersey Devil. Um, time will tell on that one. I wanted to get your take on this. Jacob Tricklin has now been a healthy scratch for three weeks. We talk about tanking for Bedard, this and that. I get it. You don't want him to get hurt. But at the same time, you still need to honor the league. You know, you still have to put a team out there that's going to win. Like, three weeks here is outrageous. Like, do you think this is okay that Bill Armstrong just scratches this kid? He's not playing? Or is it they're a little bit like, hey, we get that you don't want it. You're trying not to win games in Phoenix. But you, three weeks, they'll put him out there? I don't think I've ever seen this, but... Uh, there's there's something so morally wrong with the with the decision and i, I in a way it might come back and like kind of haunt them and crush them like well why i would file grievance to be honest like jake do you think he just wants to sit there well, I, this is the conversation i think 
internally that they they must have had like okay you're our asset we want you you know we need pieces for you uh we know you're not part of future plans et cetera, et cetera. but you know two weeks i see one game two games because you're going to move them the next day but you can't start scratching them like with with just in hopes of someone calling and offering you what you want totally it needs to be like hey the deal's on the table we have two teams talking there's everything is in motion. You're not playing tonight. Yeah. Or, and you know what? You're not playing tomorrow night just because uh, they, you know, fuck, they're on the road and they got to squeeze cap issues here and there. But, but the two weeks just to protect an asset, like the other teams can't be happy either. Like, you know, he hasn't played in two weeks. That's where I was just getting going. fucking if out I'm, of shape. If now, now he comes <clears throat> in, he's going to blow his groin first, first game because all he's been doing is bag skating with you guys. Like, that, what? That's exactly where I was going. I just wrote it down. If I'm a GM of the other team, I'm like, I don't want Chikrin that hasn't played for three weeks. When I pick him up, I'm either a team that's fighting for a division, fighting for a playoff spot. This guy's got to come in and play 25 minutes for me starting the fucking next night after I trade him. For him to be out for three weeks, you could ride the bike and bag skate. As you know, as an ex-player, it's not the same. No, plus so it to me, this doesn't make playing. sense. It doesn't make more, sense. More, the, moral, the moral part of just being healthy and not being able to play in NHL games, it's like, what? Yeah. Mullet Arena, too. Come on, man. The mullet. We got, we got to get to the mullet. I mean, to, to me, I don't know. I don't know. I would, I would put him out there. I think if I'm a GM, like you said, from the other perspective, I want this guy playing. But uh, Weezy, baby, I don't know if you want to get traded or not, but I want it, whatever you want, but I want it to happen to you. That was a rumor mill presented by Labatt. Uh, back up the Brinks truck presented by our good friends at DraftKings. Promo code Curfew Kings. Mikey Anderson. Eight years, 33 bananas. <laughs> This is fucking outrageous. I don't care what anyone says. I mean, two goals, 11 apples in 57 games. Those are O'Brien stats. Those are O'Brien stats. I don't know if he's as good of a glue guy as you. <laughs> I don't know if he spends as much time at high as I, I did, mean, but fourth, fuck. Fourth round or two, by the way. It's a lot of money. <sighs> I, I, I get it. He's a good skater. Is he a good skater? I mean, and they got to, they're, they're looking to obviously like, you know, have a, have a two, do they have the number two slot like on that team for D? So he's, he's played 174 games. This is going to make you puke. He's got 33 points, 74 pims. 33 minutes. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm fucking speechless. And people are going to be, oh, he's good. He kills penalty. I mean, 4.1 million a year. Is that just what D's are worth now, Uppy? I mean, if, if you go to their depth chart. To me, it's just uh, this one. I was like, you got to give this guy eight years. Like you couldn't have give him. Like I guess what I'm saying is, in four years, is Rob Blake going to go? Oh my God, Mikey Anderson, we're giving him four point one. He's worth seven. No, no, it's not. He's never going to be worth seven. So to me, it's like, why are you giving him eight years? Why, why not four years? And, and I think four point one's too high for him. Yeah, I don't know. There's got to be something. Right here, something he, he says it's a top pair with Drew Doughty, and he, he might rightfully so be. But the, the 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 king's back end to me is thin. Hmm. I don't know this hmm. one. You talk about missing the game. This one, when I saw it, I was like, "Fuck!" Should have just <laughs> should have just stayed in a few more nights and just had a little bit healthier meals on Sundays. Yeah, I don't know this one to me, up dog. Kings, I'm Kings fans. I may be wrong. I don't think I don't think Rob Blake needed to give him eight years, thirty three fucking bananas. I could go play with Drew Downey. Give me a month to get in shape. I could play with Drew Doughty. Uh, anyways, seriousness, congrats to Mikey Anderson. As ex-players, yeah, yeah, we're going to get paid. The boys get paid. I'm fucking jealous. I know. I'll say it. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. 33 bananas. I'm jealous. 
Wow, I would have had a night. Um, a couple weeks ago, Dustin Brown's number got retired. I, I, they gave him a statue outside Crypto <laughs> Arena. Listen, I played against Dustin Brown. I battled him. I hated him. I wanted yep. to fight him. I would have taken him on my team in a heartbeat. He wants two Stanley Cups. His jersey should be hanging from Staples Center. But a statue up, dog? Really? Like, How much room they got outside the Staples Center? I'd rather give Stoli Babe a statue. Yeah, I, I ain't no, give Stoli a statue. I, I agree. I agree. Like, um, I mean, anytime you take a C away from a guy and give it to Anze Kopitar. Now, Kopitar, that guy to me deserves a statue. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, and he's and not even done. He's but not yes, done, but Anze Kopitar, if he wants to get, he better get a statue if they're giving Dustin Brown one. To me, the Jersey retirement was great. 23 deserves to be in the, the rafters at Staples Center, but a statue? So now you got Wayno and Dustin Brown out there? You got Wayne Gretzky and Dustin Brown as two statues out there. Come on, man. I mean, he played 13. He holds the franchise record for games played, 1,300. Listen, he's a great king. He deserves to have his jersey retired. He deserved everything he had there. The ceremony was unbelievable. The cup being mm -hmm. there, hanging out with the boys, all the boys. He deserved all that. What, a statue? Come on, man. Yeah, the statue is great. It's a unique thing. I, I mean, I don't think I've ever played with a guy that's going to have a statue. Statues are hard to get. Yeah, statue. Yeah, because they're there forever. <laughs> it's a statue. I know. I know. It's crazy. I mean, in LA, they'll probably be bird shit and fucking graffiti on it anyway, so it won't matter. <laughs> hey, bigger. Well, what do the statues look like there? Do they protect them? List right now, it's Dustin Brown's involved with Wayne Gretzky, Magic Johnson, Oscar De La Hoya, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jerry West, Shaq, Kobe, and Dustin Brown. Yeah. Like, yeah see, that's is Dustin wild. Brown a Hall of Famer? That's why. No. No, I don't think so. No. Does he have a thousand points? Uh, that I don't know. Can you look that up real yeah, quick? I, I know I don't think he has close to a thousand points. So you, all you got to do is play a couple games in the Staples Center, and you get a statue out front. Well, that's well Oscar like, De La Hoya. I mean, he should get a statue just for banging Holly Sanders alone. <laughs> so I'm okay with that one. Who else? Holly Sanders is that who he's banging? Oh yeah, really? You haven't seen their videos? What on like? Well, uh, they're just always going out and mixing it up, and she's wearing practically nothing, and he's does, just. Does she like, have like OnlyFans or something? Or I'm what sure do you she mean, probably videos? does. I taught his kids baseball and soccer. Really? Yeah. He, Oscar his, De La Hoya. His kids went to my old uh, middle school and high school, and I was a summer school teacher for baseball and soccer. And his, his little kid was like my height at like 10 years old, just dropping bombs. Is this fat bang back in the day? Yeah. This yeah. was like 220, 230 bang. How many points? 1,296 games. Yeah. 325 goals. Yeah. And 387 yeah. assists for 712 points minus 36. Yeah. Statue. It's a great career. It's great it's not career. even sniffing a Hall of Famer. And you're giving him a statue? You stripped him of the C. There was a reason you, did, you, you took the C from him and gave it to Kopitar. There's a reason. And now you're giving him a statue? I, it's, it's wild. I don't know. Uh, I had this conversation with Brad Richardson, uh, pinned at the Waste Management. And Brad Richie thought it was a good, yeah, two cups, great career. Jerseys in the rafters. Retired you're not forever. the only reason. You, just, you, you hoisted the cups, but you probably, if, even in the room, like you're not the most vocal like no. leader on the team. You're smashing everyone. Play, you're, you're, I loved his game. Yeah, yeah, totally. Loved his great, game. Great, great. I, 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 looked to up kill to, him. I look up to him, and he was a year younger than me. Yeah. He played fucking the game hard. Sir, sir, I'm was not a good young, anyway. Was a good young leader on the team. The, the LA Kings didn't win those cups because of Dustin Brown. They won it because of Jonathan Quick, because of Kopitar, Doughty. Williams. Penner, Williams, everyone. <laughs> the whole team. The whole team. And he was part of it. And statue. I, and I statue. Like Jonathan Quick, maybe statue. I'd give Quickie a statue before I give Dustin Brown a statue. I would give Jonathan Quick a statue. Now, Dustin Brown did hit Henrik Sedin in the first round against the Vancouver Canucks. That changed the entire series. And they wouldn't have won a cup without Brown. And everything you said, they had yeah. their whole team was so good. Mm -hmm. But a statue to me was 
you know, now I'm coming into Staples. Not that I'll ever go to Staples, but I'm coming in and uh, fucking Dustin Brown statue. Come on. What are we talking about here? <laughs> Should have put that on the milk carton, actually. But uh, anyways, congratulations to Dustin Brown. Great career. Uh, I don't believe he deserved a statue, though. Uh, that was back up the Brinks truck presented by DraftKings. Promo code Curfew Kings. Real quick up, dog. Stadium series. I'll be honest. I didn't watch it. You watch any of it? I watched uh, yesterday morning. Um, actually, Sunday morning. I watched the replay of the opening of it. I wanted to check it out, see how it looked. Uh, tough broadcast, tough broadcast ESPN. I know you were trying to make something <laughs> out of this, but it was just the, the whole intro was, was just beat up. It was bad. It was tough to watch, tough to watch. I had the game. I didn't watch much of the game. I like the stadium series games. I like the do. one in Nashville was good just to be there, be live experience, the tailgate, whatever downtown Nashville is probably a little different than Raleigh. But both, I think, are great for the fans. I just think they tried way too hard on the broadcast. And, and you know, I don't know. For people that watched it, chime in. I, I don't yeah. know. I thought it was horrendous. Yeah, I, I think they're great at live events. I went to my first one last year in Nashville with you. Yeah. I uh, never played in one. I think they suck on TV. Mm -hmm. I think we have the Winter Classic. Do we need a stadium series? I, I don't know. I'm more of a let's, let's do something made for TV. I don't know. I don't have the answer for that. So maybe I should stop running my mouth about it. But... Great live events. I think they're shit on TV. I didn't watch it because every time I watch it, I think the game sucks. However, Carolina, I believe in their last 15 games are 13-1-1. One one. We yeah. should have probably been betting them. Yeah, they're doing some fucking. They're doing some fucking. I mean, they're as good as anyone. Uh, and then on some sad news, I wanted to, you know, obviously Alex Ovechkin's dad passed away uh, last week. Just my condolences to Ovi and his family. Um, Ovi's been so great for the game. We reaped the benefits of it through our playing career of, you know, we were lucky enough to make the money we did. Uh, Ovi was part of that. Uh, he's great for the game. Uh, he'll be back. And I would say this, he's probably going to be even more motivated, right? Like once he grieves here for a bit and comes back and. Uh, for sure. Right. He'll play for his old man. So to Ovi and, and everyone there, our condolences. Uh, it's, it's just Thank a tough one. You, yeah. yeah. Tough That's one. crazy. Uh, the milk carton presented by our good friends at Canada Dips. Promo code curfew Cali. You want to palm me? Love one. That's one of the best. If you're out there looking for a good tin, the, oh, Palmy. the Palmies. Oh, they're unbelievable. Arnold Palmers. Palmies? They're unbelievable. Yeah. They're unbelievable. Our listeners don't like when I chew on these during our episodes, but. They don't like when you suck on them. They're just kind of. I'm a sucker. Yeah, you, you like to suck. Yeah, you like to get right in there. I mean, you like to I wasn't much it. of a chewer, so I, this is a little new for me. Yeah, you're getting good at it. Yeah, I like it. Uh, the milk carton. First thing, I'm going to put the two goal leads in the NHL in the milk carton. Uh, I, I, every week I bet on these games and I watch these games and a two goal lead is, it used to be the, the saying was it was the worst lead in hockey. Now it's official. I, I just was waiting for the second half of these games to tighten up and get up two and lock it down. It's not going to happen. So two goal leads back on the milk carton. Um, the Colorado Aval Avalanche's injuries. McCarr's out. Eric Johnson just got hurt. We're going to talk about a couple guys that came back and this guy fucks. Enough is enough. I'm putting the injuries on the milk carton. The time is now to get McCarr back, stay healthy, um, because if they keep doing these injuries down the stretch, it's, it's, it's just too much for me. Uh, and then my last milk carton is the ref that gave Nazem Kadri a 10-minute misconduct before OT in the Rangers game. What Take you your thinking? fucking cape off. Come on. What Take is this, the Super Bowl? Hey, it's holding? Come on. Nice <laughs> <laughs> cost. But you can't give a guy a 10 before OT. No, nor can you call a holding in the last fucking play. Still of not a, over that, eh? Still the not last over that? play of one of the best Super Bowl games of all time. Still not over no, that. No, it can't be. No. Anyway, Did you see the video it's of not about the refs. It's fucking stay out of the game. 
Did you it's, see the video of Patrick Mahomes' voice attached oh, to Kenny Powers' so voice? It's all time. Have you seen that video? Yeah, I did. Fuck, is it great? I love Kenny it's Powers. It's bang on, right? Bang on. When is Kenny? Let's get Kenny Powers on there. <laughs> hurt, my no, hurt my nose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it went to yep. Hurt my nose. Hurt my nose. <laughs> nah, I didn't hurt myself. Because Coach Bill said after his back surgery, he has to go to rehab. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hurt myself. I hurt my nose. I'm with you. Don't, you know, Rangers, you know, don't, they don't want that. Like before OT, don't give a guy 10. Just go to, go to the ref circle, pretend you can't hear him, and let the boys finish giving it. A, giving an all star a 10 minute misconduct because you just, you know, you, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Thump your wife. <laughs> What'd you say to him? <laughs> um, did you see the Minnesota Wild fans? Not that I'm putting you on the milk cart, Minnesota Wild fans. Uh, they gave Mark Andre. I might have to. Put, I should probably put Mark Andre Fleury on the milk carton because he gave up three goals on nine shots, and the Minnesota faithful gave him the Patty Watt treatment. And he kind of did the same thing. Like, did he clap? He gave him this one. Oh, they were clapping on the next save. Like, no, though they yeah. they dumped one in. Yeah, and he, and saved he made it, it, and they yeah. went, "Hey, wow, that's that's got to sting, no? It's got to sting." How many cups do the Minnesota Wild have? None, because he's got three. Yeah, so he doesn't so care. Like, come on. He doesn't care. Well, it's like, come on, fans. Like, you know, off day. Yeah. But as long as it, I think there's a guy that can take that, um, brush it off. It's a guy like Mark Andre. It was a big game. They were playing the Avs last week, and it was basically they were tied points. Colorado was coming in off back to back. They played the night before and lost. And Minnesota outplayed them. I watched the game. They outplayed them. Fleury gave up three goals on nine shots, and that was the difference of the hockey game. So mm -hmm. I, I get why they're upset. Uh, I would tread carefully trying to get Mark Andre. I, I don't know. I just don't think. I love the Wild fans. I love that team. I'm shocked that they haven't taken off here. I, I think Billy Guerin's got something up his sleeve at the deadline, and time will tell. You know, maybe a Kevin Hayes down the middle. Wouldn't Hayes be a nice fit there? Mm -hmm. Like they, they, they're they're lacking centers. You know, if you look at their, you know, right here, you know Ryan Hartman who's been hurt hasn't really came back. Uh, Eckerson Eck, Freddie Goudreau. You know, to me, does a Kevin Hayes slide in there down the pipe, right? First line center, Kevin Hayes. Then you put Ryan Hartman as your second line center. I don't know. I just watched that game the other day, and I know Hayes' name's been mentioned. I thought that might be a good fit. Uh, Wild fans, don't give up on Marc-Andre Fleury. Last but not least, uh, my bad beats. I've, I, I, I've started my own segment. It's presented by no one. It's sponsored by no one. It's just always bad <laughs> beats. Always, always having a tough time. Ottawa. I, I try to love you. I love Brady Kachuk. I'm trying to get on board. You're up 3-1 with 10 minutes to go against the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, they lose 4-3 in overtime to cost me my money line. It was minus 250. You should probably never bet the Ottawa Senators at minus 250. They're not that good of a team. Uh, I was at dinner at Rothschild's. I looked at my phone. It was 3-1. By the time dessert came, I looked back. It was 4-3 Blackhawks. 10 minutes. 3-1 lead at home. Yeah, that's that's not. Patty right. Kane took over. Did he? Good. Took over. Good. That's good for hockey because we want him to be buzzing into the into the trade deadline so we can see him put on another jersey. Yeah, he's going to be. Uh, that was the milk carton presented by our good friends at Canadips promo Canada code Curfew Cali. That's right. Uh, this guy fucks. We talked about the Avs injuries. They got a couple guys back up. Bo Byram. I know. I talk about him every year. This kid's blocking shots. He's fighting. He's playing twenty five minutes a night. Bo Byram is fucking, and Josh Manson. This guy's back. The way he played against the Wild, physicality, hitting, scrumming. I mean, both of these guys back. If they can get McCarr back in the lineup, I think Eric Johnson's out for a long period of time. Bo Byron and Josh Manson are fucking up, dog.
I'm going to add Robbie Fabry to that. Love Nine it. points in his last five games, four goal. He had a four game goal streak. The kids had, you know, it, it, the injuries put us, put the injuries aside. The Detroit Red Wings are a way better team when he's out there. He's his added threat. Uh, he compliments all his line mates well. He is a great kid. So Robbie Fabry has been doing some thumping. Yeah, I love that kid. Great kid. Got to meet him through you. He's unbelievable. Uh, Dylan Larkin, this guy fucks too. I mean, no contract. He's playing like a man possessed. Connor McDavid has 100 points. It's February. I mean, <laughs> it's February. I think 101. Does he have 101? Yeah, he's he's got 101. Uh, and then I want to talk about Patty Kane. Uh, you know, this guy, the last couple of games, he had a hat trick there against the Leafs. I think he had two against the Sens. I think he sees all these guys getting traded, and he said, it's time for me now to step up a little bit. Patty Kane's been doing some fucking, they gave him a great little send-off at the United Center because it could be his last game. Thought it was great. Came out, did this little, you know. Wow. Yeah. That's just, that's big. It's big, so. That's, man. Patty Kane. In my eye. Patty Kane doing some fucking. And then last but not least, and this guy fucks, Mark Giordano is the oldest player in the NHL, and he's the only Leafs D-man to play every game. To me, Gio, that is unbelievable, man. That is How unbelievable. Is Gio is 39 years old. Or he's the oldest in the league. There's he's no 40 year old oldest guy in the league. There's not a 40-year-old in the league anymore? No. Jumbo retired. Yeah, oldest guy in the league. He's played every game. That's impressive, man. On a, on a, on a, and he's been playing 20 minutes a night. It's impressive. So to me, I just thought, oh, wow, he's, he's four days older than me. There you go. October 3rd, 1983. So he'll be 40 in, uh, so he'll be 39. He's, he's, yeah, he's going to be 40 in October. Pretty impressive, man, to play every single game on a, on, a, on a back end that's been banged up. Yeah. That's impressive. Like, they signed him thinking he'd be, a, you know, 4-5-6 or 4-5, be a leadership guy. He's come in there and played every fucking game. Yeah, it's great. To me, Good that's impressive. Uh, last week, Up Dog, we talked about the topic on fighting. And I just wanted to clarify it because Loops hit me up. He's like, I fucking could have disagreed with you more. You know, if you hit a guy, you got to listen. And we talked to Getsy about it too. If you hit a fucking star player, yes, you got to fucking. If Connor McDavid gets laid out, fucking five guys get in there and jump the fucking guy. Yeah. If, if uh, Austin Matthew gets hit, if, if these top, top guys get hit, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Everyone go in there and try to kill him. I'm talking about the, your average NHLer gets hit or any player that's not a complete superstar every time there's a hit you don't need to run in there and fight i'm all for protecting the star players you got to continue to protect the star players but when a clean hit happens there's no need to fight so i just wanted to clarify on my end um that listen i would be first man in there if my star player got hit but at the same time i don't want every time there's a hit someone running in so protect the star players if it's a good body check i mean loops we're going back and forth on it i said come on the pod talk about loops didn't get, didn't get back to me, but uh, listen, it happened last night too. Just to add to this, it happened in the Calgary uh, Flyers game. Kid comes down, rocks Delorier, who's a fuck, who's arguably the toughest guy in the league, one of them. And sure as shit, someone else comes over because Delorier got hit, right? And Delorier just took it, got up, grabbed the puck, and and boom, they squared off. It was a great tilt. I don't know if you've seen. It, it was a great fight oh. last night, and um, I didn't see it, but did you see the fucking Josh Brown Erica Branson fight? Yes. Wow. Yes, what a tilt did. that was. That, that was, was, that was <laughs> I got to give that Josh Brown some credit. Haymakers. That Brown stuck. Like, Goody hit him with some big ones. We, that, that Josh Brown was in Florida when we were there. He was. Oh, really? Yeah. He played the coast when I was in the American League in San wow, Antonio. Okay. Great tilt. Um, I just, I wanted to give that Josh Brown some love. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it was. I'm yeah. all for protecting the star players. If your star player gets hit, you get in there and fight. But the rest of these hits, you want to square off and, and square up fine. But don't jump the fucking guy. I no, I agree. Don't I run agree. in there and jump him. Hitting needs to stay in the league. Hundred uh, percent. Jonathan Taves. Uh, he's out with long COVID, long term COVID up dog. You want to touch on it? I didn't, I didn't really know what it was, but it's not good. And I I I think this may affect. I don't know if he's going to get traded now. No, I don't. I think it's it's base. It's news that he's going to stay in Chicago this year because of the the issue now this is a big re- he didn't play all of last year right it was a big thing he he suffered from what you know is now known as as like lingering effects of having covid which some people could be headaches some people could be breathing some people could be um you know tiredness whatever he's struggling with it to the pack to the fact that he can't play and it's it's unfortunate because yeah. he's you know he's a hall of fame player could really help the Blackhawks if he was to get moved, could help a team picking him up, you know, chase another Stanley Cup, give him a chance to win four cups. Um, but I don't know, thinking about him. I, I think it's a yeah, shitty it's, situation all, all in. All yeah, in. it's a bummer. And I and I asked you before the show what long-term COVID was because I really didn't know. Um, I knew he'd been battling with some stuff, but I thought he would have been a great, you know, for the Colorado Avalanche to pick up. I've been saying that the last couple months here with you on our podcast. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like he's going to get moved now. And and it, it, it's an asset that the Blackhawks, you know, probably could have got a first or second round, second round pick and a prospect or who knows what they could have got for Taves. But I want to see Jonathan Taves back in the playoffs. I want to see one more run for him. Um, as much as I used to hate playing against him in Vancouver in our Blackhawks series, always respected him. Uh, it's unfortunate. So hopefully he recovers sooner than later because uh, I would like to see him get moved, but it, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Last but not least, our boy Rick Talkett in Vancouver. <laughs> Talks, fucking rights, buddy. Got the boys fired up. There was a practice fight. You saw the boys do the, the crab walk. I saw the crab walks. The crab walk. I brought that up to you and Getsy on the golf course. I'm like, do you guys remember when you used to have to do the push-ups, like blue line to blue line, like crab walk with the feet, like your you know, dead feet like weekend this. at Bernie's? And they're like, I go, Talk had those boys doing that. And that JT Miller was like, Three body lengths ahead of the second place guy. Guy's a beast. Back to basics. I just saw an article coming out of Vancouver a couple of weeks ago or a week and Back to basics. Listen, that's what Rick Talkett is, man. Um, he's going to come in there. Listen, I told those boys, they're, they're probably missing Bruce Boudreaux right now. And that's no disrespect to Rick Talkett because Bruce is a, a fun loving guy. And I'm not saying talks isn't, but I knew talks was going to come in there and change things. And that's what you have to do with a team like that. Uppy that's struggling. Talks comes in there. There's, you know, how I feel about practice fights. I love them. Little, little practice scrum or fight, crab walk like you said. They're blocking shots in practice. They're working on wall play. Talks is the man for the job. I love it. As an ex Canuck, bring it on. Talks, rattle the cage of the boys. Uh, yeah, you're gonna see character now. Yeah. You're gonna see who wants to, you know, because this last two months of the season when you're out, it is, it Shit. is br- brutal. Shit. And it's like, okay, who's gonna show up to the rink and who's gonna still be a pro? Who's gonna give, you know, who's gonna still go out and block shots for me and play hard and. Maybe that's not what they need because they need to get this Connor Bedard to really change things around. But Ooh. but Tox is in a you know a situation now. He's going to make some hard decisions on players and personnel and how to move forward with this thing and turn it around. And yeah, it is it is a shitty shitty situation when you know you're out and you got a new coach in that's trying to make a statement and you're a guy that just can't really you know deal with a fucking guy that's like demanding. Yeah, you play hard. It's not. I would have been complaining about the crab walks, so I would have been like, "Hey, talks really crab walks? Come on, man. That's <laughs> I got a bad shoulder here. I got a bad shoulder here." But you mentioned Connor Bedard. I don't know if Vancouver's the right fit for this kid, man. Like, just the pressure. He is on a him. Vancouver kid. He's fuck. Imagine the pressure on him. 
Like imagine he gets, let's say Vancouver wins the lottery and he gets drafted to the Vancouver Canucks. And now he's got to come in, you know, Torts called the, <laughs> the media. He's like, I love, I love coaching here, but you guys are all idiots. I just, I would love to see him as an ex-Canuck from a, to, to make the team better. But what about the pressure up? Like you imagine going in there and having to deal with the media every day as a young kid with that much pressure. I don't know if that's, he's a pro already. Yeah. I think, um, you know, is it any different than Connor McDavid? Probably not. Right. Connor McDavid goes to Edmonton. It's the same kind, you know, same thing. The kid, it, it's pressure will build up on this kid unless he's playing anywhere other than like Phoenix or Anaheim or Florida. Yeah. Because then no one gives a shit. But anywhere else in the spectrum of, of NHL teams and geographical issues, if he's anywhere in Toronto, Chicago's. Anaheim. Know, Let's get him out here. Good. Let's get him out here. Playing for the Ducks. Get a nice tan going. Bring him out to Big Canyon. He doesn't want to play in Vancouver. How's his golf game on there? <laughs> I don't know, but Probably I just. Nice, nice and listen, I love Vancouver. I love the city, obviously. And the media was good to me there. I, I think, the, I, I don't know, the media, if things went bad for him, like you knew Connor McDavid was going to come in and change the Amateurs forever. Is Connor McDard going to come in and change the Vancouver Canucks? I think so. Yeah? Yeah. But it's I, a, do. I don't think it's a slam dunk sure thing like McDavid. It's it's close. It's it's very very similar. It's yeah. a seven eight year age gap. It's generational talent. Um, you know, size isn't there, speed isn't there, but it's still he's a he's a game changer of a player, and he's only going to get you know he's going to get stronger. He's going to get faster. He's going to adjust to an NHL game. Um, put him with NHL players and see what kind of you know. So you put him with Pedersen right away. Pedersen, Bedard. Uh, that would be pretty nasty, actually, yeah, right? Yeah, like they're going to be making plays and just, fuck. How many years did McDavid miss the playoffs till he got in? Like, how many years in the league till they, till they got in? I think the answer to that, the Oilers, he's made, I think he came in the league in, what, 16? Ohm's like, fuck, he's been in the league seven, eight years now, right? Yeah. They, playoffs in, in 2017, lost in the conference finals. That was the year against the Ducks, right? They lost the Ducks in the second Conference round. Conference semifinals, yeah. yeah. And then, that, was, that was crazy. And then uh, they lost a qualifying round in 2020, which is COVID. Lost the first round in 21. Oh, to Winnipeg. Yeah, and then the they North lost division. in the, you know, and then the, to the Avs, Stanley Cup champs last year. So They got swept by the Winnipeg Jets in the fucking North Division. Remember that? <sighs> that whole division sucked. Saul Stasny. Yeah. That whole division sucked. The North <laughs> division. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see... Um, a lot of pressure on, on, on Connor Bernard, a BC kid, going to the Canucks. It would, yeah, be, it, would, it would be interesting, Updog. So, Updog, thank you, buddy. Love breaking it down with you. Maxi Binger, Hall Pass Media. That was Missing Curfew. Fala. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks now.